Blog Talk Radio. Man with the power in the hour. Lily Neal, what's up, homeboy? 
What to do? What's the deal, man? It's that boy Nelly Neal, man. Back again, one more time, man. A lot of talk about boys, man. Ken got his head ring, man. Was that some BS? Was that some BS? I'm about ring, ding, dong. <laughs> Keep the head ringing. Yeah, they was busting him up, man. But you know, uh, that's part of the game now, man. Like uh, uh, I was talking to a few of my friends, man, at my local gym, and we all agreed, man. If that was Tom Brady. Uh, or uh, Aaron Rodgers, man, that it, it it wouldn't have went. But uh, that's neither here nor there, man. But uh, it was a good game, man. Uh, the Denver defense is still the same. We, we as we can see, boy, and uh, if they can keep that up, man, um, it'll be an interesting year for them, man. I think uh, it's gonna be an interesting NFL season for everybody. I think we got some uh, twenty six thousand dollar fines coming out for them hits to the head. I think one of them going to get one just to prove a point because everybody's talking about it. Right. But if everybody wasn't talking about it, absolutely not. They wouldn't find nobody, man. I mean, because it was clearly some headbutts. I seen some launching, you know, head to head. And it was, it was, it was ugly, man. It was ugly. I just, just the names that you mentioned, you know, the Brady's, the Breeze, the Rogers, you know, uh, even the Sheriff, you know, just recently retired. You know, any of, any of those guys would have took just one of those hits, man, and, the damn man would have had a riot out there on that field, man. Yeah. It was it was it was serious. You know what I'm saying? It, it was serious to see to see Cam go through something like that. But you know, the man did what he did, and uh, I want to know how you felt about his uh, reaction to the uh, to the old kneeling down. You know, everybody kneeling down or whatnot, and you know, he said that you know I can't say if you're right, and I can't say if you're wrong. How you feel about that? Yeah, it's a political thing, man. You gotta understand. Uh, the guy uh, Brandon Marshall, the linebacker. Who did it for Denver in that game? Uh, he he lost his endorsements the very next day. Right, uh, right. Yeah, he, he's a national credit union, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, so I think you see the effects of it, man. You know how, how deep it really goes, man, when it comes to this matrix thing. You know what I mean? So uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't really have a, an opinion on what Cam did, man. But I definitely think he should take a side, take a stand. You know what I mean? Because of uh, of his uh. I mean, not really his political. I mean, not his uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not because his awareness in the community or his uh, or his stature in the community. Just because you know, I mean, as a man, you know, what I mean, you know, you want to stand up for what you believe in, and uh, because a lot of people look at you, man, you want to have people, you know, kind of follow that lead. But uh, like I say, man, it's a tough decision for Cam, man. I probably would have said the same if I was him. I mean, I can't really even say I can't knock him. <laughs> Oh, I can't say he's wrong. You know what I mean, cause I mean everybody out there probably would agree, man. If you were Cam Newton right now, if you switched to if you were six five, two hundred sixty pound quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, and all that was on your shoulder, you would probably you would probably say the same. I wanna I wanna play a little small excerpt that I found from Damon Wayne's. Have I played this for you yet? Have I? I don't think I heard. Okay, it, it's a long time ago, but it is so certainly true. And every time somebody asks me how I feel about. What Cam said, you know, this is this is what I always uh, end up end up playing for him. Let's see if I can uh, pull it up right quick. And da, 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 da. All right, For some reason it ain't working right now, but I'll make sure it, it'll get to working. And when I get it going, you know, you'll be able to hear it, man. This is uh, matter of fact. I got it. I got it. Okay, check this out. Let me just throw this out at you. 
You respond any way you want. Is there racism in America? You be sitting there thinking about that paycheck to come out. No, sir. If it is, I ain't seen none. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Wow. I, just that, I just think that's the funniest shit ever. <laughs> but it's the truth. Because just what he just said, he's thinking about that paycheck. You know, he got plenty of endorsements. We talked about it some last week, you know, the big intellect uh, touched on it. He was like, you know, there's a lot of endorsements and, and stuff that, that Cam got, and you got to be careful on what you speak on because you just don't know what they're going to take from you. And all of that's true, man. I definitely agree. But And it sucks. But, but this is the thing. Let's be honest. We all know what Cam thinks. We oh, all yeah, know what, know what he feels. Oh, yeah, we know what he thinks. You know what I mean? I think I do. Come on, he, look, Cam knows from, his, from, from South Atlanta, Georgia, man. Of course we, of course we know what he thinks. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, so, so it's, it's not a question about that. You know what I mean? It's just a question about, you know, actually putting it out there. You know what I mean? Actually, you know, m- making a stand and actually standing up for it. That's the, right. that's the thought. We, we, right. we, we all know what he think. We all right. know what every black person in America think. I mean, you know what I mean? It's not a big secret. You know what I mean? <laughs> you want know, me tell you something funny? So I was at a, uh, one of my meetings, and, of course, we got to stand up and do the Pledge of Allegiance, you know, before the meeting. <laughs> so... <laughs> we all sitting down, and I'm, I, I, I see it coming, and I just said to myself, what if I just sit here and don't stand up and do the Pledge of Allegiance? What would everybody do? <laughs> oh, yeah. You, 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 you would have you, you beat off a lot of things. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That was a paycheck move right there, too. And so I slowly stood up. <laughs> I allowed to look both ways. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and I got you a picture too from George, man. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I, boy. I, I, I thought that was funny. So, uh, but yeah, man. Back, back, back to football. Uh, I was, I was certainly impressed, you know, by the quarterback that they had that they trotted out there. You know, I, I, I certainly thought Paxton Lynch was probably going to win that, win that job, but I guess he really isn't, you know, isn't ready, you know, for it yet. But damn, how about C.J. Anderson? Where was that last year? Man, what you talking about? Where was that last year? I picked that dude like in the second or third round last year. Right. Right. And he was straight <coughs> garbage. You man. know what I'm saying? He was straight garbage last year, man. All of a sudden, he turned into the dude who we thought he was. Who we thought he was going to be. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he was wrecking shot, you know. And for 92 yards, touchdown receiving, touchdown catching. Uh, I'm sorry, touchdown rushing another, what, I think 42 to 47 yards. You know, in the air receiving, so twenty-five man, points. Oh, for sure. You know, and, and and Neil was talking fantasy, but he was eight yards short of that other five points, which would have given somebody thirty. You know, I'm, I'm glad he didn't get that five because I'm going against him. You know, mm-hmm. one of the many leagues. He, 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 you know, so. Uh, but the passing game, though, is going to leave a lot to be desired. You know? It so, left a lot to be desired last year. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it exactly the right. one thing that's not left to be desired. That defense. Huh? Yeah, they still got a terrific defense, man. It was awesome, man. You know, just watching those boys out there and, you know, running around and everything. But, you know, Panthers had them. You know what I'm saying? The Panthers had them just to finish the drill. You got to make the kick. You know what I'm saying? You got to make a kick. You know, that 50-yard kick, you got to make the kick. At the same time, man, that defense got to hold up. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that defense gave up 21 points. 21 points to, you know, what year is his quarterback in? I can't remember. What is he, uh, Second, Simeon. third year? Yeah. What, is, what year is he in? What year? This is third year. 
third-year quarterback. You know, this dude just came out of nowhere. You know, I don't even, was he even on the team last year? I don't even know. He was, but you know? he, he, he jumped up on the practice squad. Ah, if is. I'm not mistaken. There it is. There it is. So, you know, he got that defense behind him. You know, he kind of he kind of reminds me of uh dog on the quarterback, you know, thinks he know everything right now playing for the Ravens. Uh who am I talking about? Flacco? No, 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 no. He he he's uh he was he he won with uh he's on T V right now. You know, he on ESPN. Oh, Dilford. Dilford, Trent Dilford. Think he know every damn thing. He reminds me of Dilford. Just manage the game, don't lose the game. That's all there is to it. Don't throw no picks. Don't turn the ball over. You know, throw it away. You know, we'll punt it. We'll be happy with a punt. Just don't lose the game. You know, so um, I think that uh, C.J. Anderson going to get a lot of work this year. You know, uh, I think Emmanuel Sanders, you know, in due time will get a lot of work also because he's playing the slot, and he's going to catch a lot of those dump-off passes or one of those uh, uh, quick hitch routes, you know, where they're just going to throw it to him in open space and have him just, you know, go and make a play. You know, so uh, that's what you got the Denver Broncos, man. And sheesh, how about Kevin Benjamin? You know, that boy returned like he never left. You know what I'm saying? Like he wasn't even off all last year. I mean, that boy was out there beasting last year. I was contemplating not starting him. Oh, my God. You got to be kidding me. (laughs) I did. I did the right thing. Yeah, you did. You did the right thing and started him. I started in one of my leagues and. Um, I'm going against Santiago in the league, and of course he had T.J. Anderson, but he had Kevin Benjamin on the bench. So, you know, he did. Yeah, he did. So mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that. Wah, wah, wah. Right, right. He was like, I got so many weapons. I was like, you ain't got that many weapons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got 15 points on the bench. That dude is a much, a must start every week if you're in fantasy. You know, uh, and, and, and listen to the show, man. When we talk NFL, you're just going to have to bear with us because we're going to go back and forth when it comes to fantasy and, and football because that's just what we do. WWDO Radio, man, that's what we do. 646-787-1840. That's the telephone number to holler at your boy, Neely Neal. You know what I'm saying? Or myself, if you will. What? You heard that? You heard that, that, that word? Play right Come on, now. man. Watch out. <laughs> uh... We're missing two of our horsemen today, man. We're missing uh, the beginning leg and uh, also missing Mike T. But we'll probably get a call in from one or two of them, you know, later on sometime in the show. But, you know, ain't nothing that me and Neil can't handle. You know what I'm saying? We do this on a daily basis. So this ain't, this ain't nothing nothing new to us. So uh, NFL kick out tomorrow. I'll be talking NFL, man. We got uh, uh, about a couple of minutes before we go to break. But with that NFL kicking out tomorrow, man, Besides your Browns, man, because as a Browns fan, let me just put this out there. I, I, I read, I read out there on the net that somebody picked us to lose fourteen straight games. Did you see that? <laughs> wow, fourteen straight games, and like, I don't see where they can get a victory. That's crazy. One and fourteen. You know what I'm saying? They're looking like one and fourteen. I don't see where they can pick up a victory yet. You know, I was just like, what you mean? You know what I'm saying? You could pick up a victory in the first game against the Eagles. You know what I'm saying? The wow. Eagles, what, what you think? You know what I mean, this is my thing, man. Starting a rookie quarterback. Uh, oh, we definitely, I, I think we're going to win that game. The guy ain't even played a pre- uh, preseason game. One out of four one anyway. This is my thing, man. Do, I mean, is it possible? Absolutely. I mean, because we do have a chance to be terrible. But <laughs> We got a chance to be terrible every year, bro. Right, just that's why I say that. <laughs> but at the same time, man, I think we trending up, man. Especially when uh, Boogie come back week five. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna be a totally different team when we get that guy. But uh, this this year for me, man, I mean, I'm not we we're not a playoff team. Let's let's face it. You playing for picks? Yeah. So like, 
every game that I watch this year, this is going to be a special season for me. I'm going to tell you why. Because oh, yeah. every game is a win-win for me. It, and, I, and this is why. If we win the game, oh, yeah, the Browns win. Yeah, hey, every day is a good day when the Browns win. Right. 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 But if we lose, <laughs> hey, we working on that pick, baby. Not only us. He was awesome. Then like, you just beat me to it. Yeah. Then I'll be flipping on the network, you know, get the package. I'll be flipping to Eagles games every week. Package. This is free this year. Oh, come on, man. Always free, man. <laughs> Not paying for that. I forgot I didn't send the text out, did I? <laughs> I didn't send the text out. I can't let my secret out, though. Hey, I ain't got nothing to say, man. I got nothing to say. <laughs> All right, man, come on, baby boy. You know you must your boy you talking to, man. Just it's that day I nearly need. <laughs> what's, what's the streak now? How many years? Uh, this year number seven, man. Okay, we ain't going to talk about it. We're going to let it go. <laughs> okay, no, 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 six. It's six. It's okay. six. It's year number six. Okay. <laughs> Inside joke, guys. We can't, we can't put that one out of the air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it's definitely going down, baby. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. So you're saying you're watching the Eagles. Yeah, but like, like look, the Eagles, I'm definitely watching Eagles games, man. Rookie quarterback coming off a hairline fracture on the ribs and getting the start. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, not not even start. He got handed the job. Right. But uh, just here traded Sam Bradford away, like here. This this is one thing that is kind of alarming me though, and it's kind of making me think. Hmm. They the Eagles must know something we don't know because not only did they trade quarterback who could have been the bridge to this guy. Mm-hmm. They traded their first round picks for him. Now, even though they got a second round, I mean, another first round pick coming back, mm-hmm. but they traded that first, they got a first round pick from a good team. Mm-hmm. So that team, that, that's going to be a, a 15 and under pick. But they got a pick back, though. Instead of not having one at all. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We, 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 you know, which is, which is kind of a no-brainer, but at the same time, they mortgaged the future in the beginning for this kid. Mm-hmm. And now, they even, like I said, they traded their bridge quarterback away from him for another pick, which is okay. But mm-hmm. and they're going to start this guy because they have another quarterback on the on the roster who can guide him along to week three or four with Chase Daniels. Mm-hmm. They decided without any practices, any preseason reps, with a hairline rib fracture that we're going to start him week one. Mm-hmm. What does Philly know that we don't know, Nick? They know that they're playing the Cleveland Browns week one. That's, it is what it is, man. I mean, think about it. If they were playing the Dallas Cowboys or the New York Giants or uh, just any reputable team that has a defense or any kind of trace of a defense, they wouldn't start this guy. This, this, this is oh, – okay, and, and also not to mention – they ain't got nothing to lose right now. They have uh, uh, Coach Doug Peterson, right? This is his this is his year to lose. Okay, so he ain't got nothing to lose right now. So if I'm Doug Peterson, the way I'm looking at it, Sam Bradford, we're paying him multi millions of dollars. We don't have a first round pick. We know that he's not gonna last the whole season. At some point in time, we're gonna have to put Carson Wentz in there anyway. You know what I'm saying? And just by the grace of God that, and I hate to say it like this, but I don't want to just put his name out there, but another quarterback got hurt, you know, and it was a perfect situation for them. Somebody really needed a quarterback. You know, it wasn't a team that was down and out, and they, they could care less if their quarterback go down, but it was a contending team. That was a playoff contender. So they needed a quarterback. So 
what Minnesota did was what desperate people do. They took a desperate measure and did a desperate act. And they traded their first-round pick for Sam Bradford. You know what I'm saying? So when Terry Bridgewater comes back next year, you got Bradford who's making these multi-million dollars because I think he just signed another deal. Two-year deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what, it's going to be like one year left on the contract next year, I guess? You know, maybe that maybe that's it. So maybe they just said, okay, he's a two-year rental just in case Teddy B ain't ready, you know, the following year when he comes back. You know, but they give up their first-round pick to Philly. And if I'm Philly, I'm taking that first-round pick because I just traded my first-round pick to the Browns, so I don't even have one. Now, true enough, it's probably going to be at the bottom, but who's to say? You know well, what I'm saying? Let me ask this question. It may not be at the bottom. It, may, it depends on Sammy B. Let me, let me go left. I was about to go left with Sammy B. Okay. Okay, now. If Sammy B leads them to the playoffs, right? He throws twenty-two touchdowns, twelve interceptions. Hmm. That's a pretty decent season, decent for, season. for him. Yeah, decent season. That's number last year. Or thirty-five hundred yards. Yeah. yeah. And and they go to the playoffs and lose in the first round. Yeah. Who's the quarterback for? the Minnesota Vikings in 2017. I think what they're going to do, and if all that happens, hypothetically speaking. And, and, well, hypothetically speaking, and that and Teddy is fully recovered. If he's fully recovered? Fully. If he's fully recovered, they got a quarterback controversy. You know what I'm saying? They got a quarterback controversy, and I don't know how they're going to play that out right there. That's That's going to be a tough situation you know, for them to be in. You know, I would hate for that to happen for uh, for Teddy B. You know what I'm saying? But we've seen it. We've seen Sammy B play well at times. You know what I'm saying? We've seen that. You know, but then we've also seen him get hurt in the preseason time and time and time again. You know, so, uh, no, that's me. My apologies. Uh, yeah, yes, we do. Uh, so we've seen it happen time and time again. And, I could I can't trust Sammy B. I can't trust Sam Bradford. You know what I'm saying? I just can't. You know, but also I can't trust Austin Davis as well, who was their starting quarterback until so they went and got Sam Bradford. You know, so we're gonna tie this back into some fantasy football because if you got Adrian Peterson, boy, they're gonna ride that horse. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna ride that horse, man. But you know, but to bring up to to answer your question, Neil, that's gonna be one hell of a situation. You know, it it'll It'll be a good thing for them to happen for this year, for them to go to the playoffs, you know, speaking about the Vikings, you know, with Sam Bradford. But if he does toss 20-something touchdowns and, you know, you know, just double-digit interceptions but on the low end, take him to the – because what were they last year? The first round, they was, what, a field goal away from, from winning the game? Mm-hmm. went to overtime, right? Went to overtime, yeah. yeah, they went to overtime. You know what I'm saying? So if he takes them – if he takes them to the playoffs and they lose first round, I don't think there's a quarterback controversy next year with the fully healthy Teddy Bridgewater. But if he takes them to the playoffs and they win a first-round game and get to the second round, then we got some issues. You know what I'm saying? Then we got some issues. Okay, what if they win a division and lose in the first round? No quarterback. What if they 10-6, 11-5? I, I think the only way there's a quarterback controversy in Minnesota is if Sam Bradford takes them to the second round of playoffs. So he got to win a playoff. He's got to win a playoff game because they've done everything else. They, they've done the obvious already without him, with Teddy B. You know what I'm saying? They already did it, Teddy B and Sammy B. But that sounds like two singers. <laughs> got the bees, boy. You know what I'm saying? The killer bees. You know, but they've already done that. You know, so that's that's something that's um, totally totally uh, different. So. 
I don't know. I just think he got to go to the second round, you know, for them for them to have a quarterback controversy. Other than that, I think it's still Teddy Bridgewater's team. I mean, I mean, I, I love Sammy. I love what he did in college, man, but I just don't really see where everybody sees him as a as NFL quarterback. I mean, either, man. I mean, maybe because he was the number one overall pick, you know, and and that carries weight. Maybe because he's a white dude with curly hair. I don't know. And uh, a lot of people, a lot of people say he has uh, an accurate arm, but not a deep ball arm. And and that is like a an equivalent to what you need in the NFL today because, like I said, it's a passing lead. Yep. Everybody spreads it out. He's the guy who could be pinpoint accurate. And he was short to immediate, immediate route. He was flourishing in Philly before he got hurt, of course. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Before he, before he got hurt. Yeah, he was. But uh, I mean, but how far was it going to go? Right, right. How long does he last? Because he never goes a whole season. You know what I'm saying? He always gets hurt, so you don't know. You know, and that's the dice that the dice that uh, uh, Minnesota about to say Philly. Minnesota has rolled right now. You know, they put all their eggs in the basket. So all their eggs is riding on Sammy B. You know, take us to the promised land. And we all know Sammy B don't land 16. He ain't got 16 <laughs> bars in him. You know, he ain't got no 16 bars at all. I think uh, Minnesota uh, probably looked at the draft, too, and uh, seeing it's not really a lot of – not a big quarterback class this year. Right. Uh, the kid from UCLA Rose, and he, he's just a true sophomore, so he has to come back next year. Right. Uh, Washington's going to be going, of course. Um, too high for anybody for most most of the uh, any playoff team or any team with any ambition could even think about having. Right. For now, right. anyway, you know the right. draft is up and down, but right. You know, uh, uh, the Kaya kid from Miami um, is highly heralded as well, man. So he'll probably be a, a, a top ten pick as well. Yep. So uh, it's not a big class for uh, Minnesota. I think the scouts are probably looking around like, hey, you know what? This would be our best move for us, man, because the future is not really as bright when it comes to the quarterback position. But uh, when you look at Minnesota as a whole and what they did with that trade, I mean, it, the, the second round pick is what got me. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first, well, 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 what could end up being a second round pick mm-hmm. if, if Sammy wins what the NFC Championship game? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was what got me. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you get the first. I mean, it, it's cool. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a, a strong uh, quarterback class. I can't believe he's worth the first round pick, though. But a first and that guaranteed fourth, if he doesn't win a down, or if he doesn't even throw for a first down, or if he takes it to the promised land, you gotta get gotta get him your first and your second. Mm-hmm. That second round pick is is a crucial pick, as you know, for a lot of teams, man, because a lot of dudes fall some most of the times in the NFL draft, mm-hmm. and and you can jump up there and get a guy. That that could play in the, uh, and that could play in the uh, on on your team in the first round. Six four six seven eight seven one eight four zero is the telephone number. Listen to the sports official interview on your boy T Nick on the line with you, man. On the other side of the break, man, when we come back, we're gonna talk about some uh, more NFL, man, because it's a lot to go around with. So stay on the field with your boys, man. It's the sports official, the sports official, Doc Kizar. You can try to drown it out in noise.
Oh yeah, six four six seven eight seven one eight four zero. The telephone number that was the mailman. E forty forty Wally Nilly Neal's favorite and greatest rapper of all time. Yep, yep. Turn it on. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to hit it one time, man. I had to throw a little throwback, get some juice in him right quick. You know, <laughs> fill him up because you know I know we're gonna get hot and heated in a second. You know, as soon as we start talking some more about this uh, football stuff. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. We got some uh, shoot, uh, some other callers online, man. Let's go ahead and pull one in. Looks like look like we got the uh, this call. Hello. Hello. How you doing, my brother? Hey, it's me. Who is me? The big intellect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How you doing today, sir? I'm fine, fellas. How y'all doing? Oh, doing we in here, baby. We in. We doing good. We doing good, man. We just got to talking about. Uh, we were talking about the move that uh, Minnesota made. Uh, to get Sam Braffin and Neil, pose that question. Pose that question to him, which you asked me about Sammy B and uh, Teddy B. If uh, Sam Bradford takes Minnesota to the first round of the playoffs and they win the division, the North, and they lose in the first round, and Teddy Bridgewater is completely healthy, who's the starting quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings in 2017? That's a good question. Um, I, I still kind of believe that, that Teddy Bridgewater is their guy. You know, if Sam Bradford takes them to the, uh, to the playoffs, it'll probably more likely be on the back of Adrian Peterson and uh, uh, the Minnesota defense. Uh, Sam Bradford is a, is, a, is a viable quarterback, but also remember Sam Bradford is making $11 million uh, this season and next, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't know what Teddy's making, but one of them is going to have to go. And if you ask me, I think that, that uh, Minnesota would say, well, thanks for the ride, Sam, but Teddy's our guy. Uh, because you can't pay two um, quarterbacks franchise-type money. I agree 100%. Um, I, I, I told Neil that for there to be any type of quarterback controversy, they're going to have to – Sammy B is going to have to take them to the, at least the second round of playoffs. Um, Bridgewater, did they win the division last year? I can't remember. They won the division. Yeah, they did. Okay, so they, they won, won the division, division last year, and they lost in overtime, you know, in the first round. You know, so to get to the next step, they're going to have to go to the second round of playoffs. You know, and I think that – if Bradford can get them there, then they may have some type of quarterback controversy. That's a maybe and a big if, because we all know Sam Bradford can't play 16. You know, so, but I just think that the Eagles worked their hand and got a great deal in getting the first round pick for Sam Bradford. Oh, absolutely, because there was no other way that I could think of that they could get into the second, into the first, back into the first round. Um, Mm-hmm. Their their pick, if Minnesota's remotely uh, successful, will be in the twenties. But it's better than not having a first pick at all, first round pick at all. You're exactly right. It is better to get a first pick at all, you know. And they wasn't going to get back into the first round. No, I wouldn't see that myself either. Um, 
Neil asked a question earlier also about Carson Wentz and what does Philly see that Cleveland doesn't see or that us as a, uh, NFL fans don't see and starting him the first round. And I just think they got nothing to lose. You know, they, they don't have to worry about uh, going to the playoffs. You know, they got a new coach. You know, they got a whole bunch of new players. You know, just like the Browns. I mean, the Browns have, I think, I think there's like, on the 53-man roster, there's like 20, 27 who wasn't there last year or something like that. You know, or um, it's, some, it's some astronomical number where there's a huge number of first-year and second-year players there. Our whole draft made our team. That's 12 picks. 14 picks. 14 picks. 14 picks, and that is a phenomenal. Yeah. That is a phenomenal number. Exactly right. You know, I don't. I don't know how that. I, I look at it as it's going to be. They learn on the fly. You know, it's what it is. You know, they got a tough coach, and I'm speaking on Hugh Jackson, and they got a bunch of young guys that really don't know no better. You know, you have guys who've been around. And they've experienced the losing culture that is the Cleveland Browns and Joe Hayden and Joe Thomas. Uh, but for the most part, we're starting two rookie outside linebackers. You know, uh, we're going to be starting a rookie wide receiver probably sometime this year in Corey Coleman. Hell, it may be tomorrow. I don't know. You know, we're going to be starting a quarterback turn wide receiver in Terrell Pryor. You know, uh, we're starting a second-year player at center. You know, it, it's it's phenomenal of the youth that those guys got. And this is almost like an expansion team without calling them an expansion team. But I look at it like this, too. All these guys are going to take a beating this year, right? But they're, they're young, under contract. And then you got to look what we've done behind the scenes uh, with all the draft picks that we're accumulating. So we can make moves not only in free agency, but up and down the draft. Uh, we traded Mingo to uh, right. to, uh, to the Patriots for a fourth round pick. A fourth round pick is pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, we traded uh, Gilbert for another what was it? Fifth round, fourth round. We got a uh, six round. Six round pick for for Gilbert. I mean, yeah, that's a pick that you can play with in, in trades going up and down. And uh, even uh, releasing uh, Kruger. That opened the door for some rookies. I mean, to, to get some more playing time. I mean, it's kind of like a, a strategic move, man. Like it's a, a youth movement uh, going along with like a, a cleaning house movement, man. Uh, I mean, Kruger probably could have been very serviceable to us, man. But in uh, a veteran in the locker room, but at the same time, man, he's taking reps from a young guy who could probably be, you know, the future uh, of that position for us. So uh, I think once you get the youth movement started. I mean, get letting them grow with growing pains together. Get a bunch of young draft picks, man, because we're going to be young for a long time. And uh, in the future, man, I think uh, we, we may be on to something if, if we if we can find the quarterback. Depends on what RG3 does this year. Like I say, man, next year we'll have two first-round picks, man. Uh, the the likely of them, li- uh, likely both of them will be very high. Uh, yeah, two of them. So that Right there alone will be a bargaining chip and, and a measurement of what we could be in the future. And not only that, think about the possibility. If you have two top ten picks, what can you turn one of those picks into? Can you turn it into an extra second-round pick and a first-round pick next year? Um, 
the, 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 the possibilities are astounding. I hope they take a quarterback and a running back. That's just me. You know, I just hope that they can finish the drill and take whoever they deem is the best quarterback, you know, at the one spot because I just truly believe that we're a number one pick just waiting to happen. You know, I, I know San Fran is not in a good space right now. You know, they play in a tough division just like we do, you know, but I just think that the Browns are going to find a way to get a number one pick, you know, and if they can get that quarterback there and have him sit for another year and, you know, let RG3 play for another year and we can get a, as Nilly Neal said, Nick Chubb, that's his guy. That's my guy. That's, that's, that's <laughs> my new number one running back after watching him in the flesh. Yeah, so either Nick Chubb or what about Leonard Fournette? I love Fournette too, but uh, we would have to kind of manage Fournette a little bit more than uh than Chubb mm-hmm. will. And uh, I, I, I I don't really see the 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 passing catching ability from either one of them. To be honest with you, I I, I love the pass catching ability from Dalvin Cook. Uh, he he looked phenomenal the other night. I mean, I didn't want to say that, you know. No, we don't get there. Yeah, but, but he, he looked pretty good, man, besides the drop. At the oh, end, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but everything else, man, he looked like an NFL running back, man. And uh, he'll definitely be a high pick next year. But uh, yeah, that's kind of veering off of what we were talking about. But uh, like, cool. like I yeah. say, man, uh, we, we got to remember, we got a, multiple second-round picks. In both drafts next in 2017 and 18, so we have a lot to work with as far as like I say trade negotiations and picking future stars, man. So if we play this right and stop picking Cody Kessler's in the in the third damn round, <laughs> I mean we can, might be on to something, man. I, I think our future is bright. We didn't take Cody in the third round. Third round, man. Look it up. We did. Man, I was watching the draft. I lost my damn mind. I Cody like freaking Kessler. No, man. Third round. Look it up. I couldn't believe we did it. Let me tell you, our first three picks, I know our first three picks were. You know what yeah, man? yeah. Uh, Corey Coleman, uh, Agba, and Cody. Freaking <laughs> Kessler. That's crazy. That, that's crazy. Uh, Big Intellect, question. Yes, sir. Do you, do you think that there's a double standard for Cam Newton, man, when it comes to him taking these shots? Um, I don't think that – actually, I don't think there is because um, the NFL has already said that there's going to be a, a, a so-called investigation into the hits. Um and the NFL is going to have to make a, a, uh, a definitive uh, statement because they've been preaching this all along, you know, uh, player safety, player safety, player safety. So now when you see these egregious hits on Cam Newton, and I'm not a Cam Newton fan. I mean, I like him. He's a great player. But what happened to him was unconscionable, man. The, 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 the referee, the uh, officiating team should have been dismissed for not, for not ejecting those guys. Right. Um, so no, I, I think that there are going to be some some big fines. There's going to be at least two suspensions. Well, let me take that back. At least one suspension, possibly two. But um, 
and then afterwards, I think that Cam is going to be treated a little, a little more, a little more daintily than he has than he was in Game One. But uh, what he went through in Game One was absolutely inexcusable by the rules that that the NFL are trying to set up for player safety. Now, what about the uh, officiating? What oh, do you uh, think uh, should happen to them? Should they get any fines or suspension or any reprimandation? But I think that they should they should end up doing uh uh you know NFL Europe teams if there was an NFL Europe uh, uh, those guys man that was terrible that was terrible uh, how are you going to call a roughing the passer and an intentional grounding on the same play offsetting penalties that made absolutely no sense to me at all very 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 upsetting. So, Oh, yeah, those, those, officials, those officials, if they thought yeah. that, that they might be a playoff game at the end of this thing, they should be absolutely wrong. I agree. I agree. That was horrible. I've never seen a intentional <laughs> grounding and a personal foul at the same time. You know, and so you're trying to tell me that shot that he took to the head is equal as him just throwing the ball away. I, I, I totally disagree with that. You know, so we got our uh, our fourth member as well, uh, Mike Mike T on the line. Hello. 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 Yo, what's up, brothers? How you doing, brother? Man, I'm good, man. And yourselves? We hanging in there, man. What's happening, man? What's the deal? Hey, what's good, man? Hey, man, I feel it's a double standard, man. Um, if y'all remember back when I forgot who the Saints were playing, but Somebody came across Drew Brees, and they didn't even hit him in the head at all. They just hit his body, and it looked like his head just snapped. And they um, they call um, what was that? Uh, 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 I guess a head blow to the head. Uh, uh, Drew Brees in that game, and they got penalized. Defense got penalized for that. And uh, Cam Newton, he's so big, he like a Ben Roethlisberger. I think Ben Roethlisberger is the same type of player, and they get hit. When other other quarterbacks get hit, you know, the same type of way, but they'll call a flag on those other quarterbacks. And just because Ben and, and Cam are so big and strong, they don't get those calls. You know? Same. So, I, you know, it was the same thing last year, that Thursday night with uh, Aaron Rodgers, that phantom face mask on Detroit oh, Lions. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Same thing. I forgot about that play, too. Yeah, yeah, I and, mean, and, 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 and make it so bad, the, the the good good quarterbacks know they can get those calls because Aaron, he played it and, and started laughing after he did it, you know what I'm saying, after they called a penalty. So, you know, go ahead, bro. No, you're good. No, you're good. You're yeah, good. You, you know, you know it's, it's just one, it's one of those things that it's a double standard and it shouldn't be. And like the big intellect said, that the NFL is – you know, trying to correct what they're they're doing, but at the same time, they're not against you know those type players. So if they're gonna do it, do it all the way right. Don't don't right. don't. If you're gonna cheat, like 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 I've heard in the, in a basketball game, <laughs> if you're gonna cheat. <laughs> if you're gonna say cheat, 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 right? No. Nah, if you're gonna cheat, cheat fair. Right, she's fair, so, you know. <laughs> hey, so, 
So, you know, on that note, you I know, it's, know it's, it's, was it's, it's, <laughs> right. So, I, I think it was out of passion, Neil. Uh, we were, we were, we were getting them pretty good. We were eight year olds then. We were down in the state tournament, and we was coming back. And the lady just stood up. I think she said, I think she meant to say, if you're gonna cheat, cheat both ways or something like that. But she just stood up and said, if you're gonna cheat, cheat fair. <laughs> That's, that sounds like double talk right there. <laughs> that's that's yeah, exactly what it was. an on that time. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it was. So, hey, look, glad I got you guys on, man. You know, so Neil and Neil stepped out for a second, so just give me a chance to do some talking. Did we not call that upset last weekend or what? Oh, Houston, yeah. Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Houston, Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> The big intellect set us up for that one, though. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he set us up for that one, man. I, you know, I, 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 I wanted to step outside the box with that Hawaii-Michigan thing, but uh, oh yeah, that that Houston and Oklahoma was kind of the obvious choice. <laughs> yeah, that that one fell to the wayside real quick. Uh, right. Uh, my question but how about safety there? My question Seven touchdowns. If if uh. Oklahoma can't run. Am I still on here? Yeah. If Oklahoma can't <laughs> run on uh, Houston, how in the world are they going to run on Ohio State? I have no idea. You know, I have no idea whatsoever. That's that's going to be tough. You know, uh, Houston really just took it to them. You know, and I know it says that it was a uh, it was an unbiased location. You know, a neutral location, but that was something totally far from the truth. You know, they were playing in Texas. You know, so right. if they're playing in Texas, you know, that's going to give a chance for those Houston folks to get there and back their teams. You know, and hell, we've seen a, what, a 109 yard missed field goal return for a touchdown? You know what I'm saying? And. and Neil got bit twice because, you know, he's an Alabama fan as well. And Auburn did it to him, and Houston did it to him. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the best field goal is on kind to Neil's teams. You know, like I said, Auburn and now Houston. You know, they both they both got them. You know, so uh, I, I, I just thought that Oklahoma was set up from the get-go. You know, I remember Intellect talking about Houston last year. You know, I talked about right. in the offseason, and they just came back and jumped all in Oklahoma stuff, man. They they didn't they didn't have a chance. They was blown out. They made it close late, but they didn't have a chance. Right, um, Houston. Yeah, Houston. They they on the war path, man. They they trying to squeak in that force some kind of way, man. Like that, like right. you said, the big intellect said, hey, that's the one team that might slip in the fort that that dark horse that just slide in there where. You know, hey, they, and then they're, and then they're going to be they're going to have a it's going to be hard to beat them, you know, because they're they're going to be on a momentum shift. But they still have to play the rest of this rest of the season and win. And I think they really have to win big. They have to win big against teams, lesser teams. They don't play anybody. You know, we went down there. We went down there, man. They play absolutely nobody. 
that that's why they have to put up those old Miami Hurricane and Florida State numbers throwing up 70 just to throw them up there. You know, yeah, back, then, back, back, back in the day, those were big. Hey, you playing the lesser team, you got to put up at least no no less than 55 points. Don't know, it really don't matter how much the, the other team scores. You have to put up at least 55 points or better to, you know, to keep, to keep your, your place in your ranking. Right. right. That's a dangerous game to me. But, uh, That's a dangerous game to me because it kind of ruins relationships in college football. See how the Jim Harbaugh and Nick Saban's already don't like each other because of the satellite camps. You get to run up 50 and 60 points on somebody, man, just to try to uh, position yourself in uh, in the college bowl rankings, especially when we got a playoff system now. Uh, it, it's kind of uh, it's just, it's kind of supposed to make the opposite lead, kind of make uh, the game more respectable because we have a playoff system now. Thing though, Neil, Nilly Neil, I, I think that you have to put those points up because you have if you if you play, let's say like a Miami play fam, you and you only score twenty five. You know, you're not the dominant team. Therefore, they're not going to pick you in the in the four. You know what I'm saying? So for Houston, they have to put up points. You, if if they don't put up those type of numbers almost every week, do they do they qualify? I mean, like say if Alabama lose, do they beat the Alabama to get in the four? No. Well, their quarterback isn't playing this weekend, Gary Ward Jr. because he's injured. So they probably won't put as many points as they should. But uh, they're definitely uh, favorites in every game this year. Do they play Houston? Who? Houston. Do they play a good team? Louisville. No, they don't play Louisville until like week nine. They play them in, right? Yeah, they play Louisville, but they play them in Houston. Damn. <laughs> they got us. <laughs> we got them in Houston. JT Barrett, he was responsible for seven touchdowns on Ohio State record. Is he going to be uh, a Heisman front runner this year and get back to the JT Barrett we've seen the, the year before last? Yo, I think if he puts up, numbers, if he puts those, up those numbers against Oklahoma, he will. I'll kick him while you can. Hey, you got I'm just saying, if he if he wants to get if he gets back into the Heisman, you know, top three, four, or five, he'll have to put up numbers against Oklahoma because that's the next really good team that they have to play, and if they don't play. Uh, any uh, really challenging team to the last two games of the season when they play Michigan State and Michigan. Is that the last two games? I believe it's the last Michigan two games. Michigan State and Michigan? Michigan. Yeah. And, you know, that Michigan is always the last game of the season. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. That's going to be pretty tough. But, you know, for the most part, going the way through, you know, they're going to be playing Maryland, Indiana, you know, Iowa, you know, folks like that. And, you know, it's, it's pretty much going to be like like this weekend, for instance. You know, last weekend was a great weekend 
we had all these top 25 teams playing each other. You know, we had uh, uh, some very great games. You know, even the uh, LSU-Wisconsin game that was played at Lambeau Field, you know, with Wisconsin on the upset. And then we get to this weekend, where it's a complete boo-boo weekend. I mean, if you will. <laughs> the, great, the, the best game we got all day is an unranked Virginia Tech going to Tennessee, and they're playing the game at Bristol. That's the best thing that we got. You know, we got there's there's every team in the top twenty five is favored by double digits except one. Mm-hmm. You know, so that tells you what we got this weekend. You know, so uh it's not gonna be a great college football weekend. It's just gonna be some blowouts. You know, some folks gonna be able to get their feet back under them. You know, like once we took the loss like, you know, L S U and uh uh some Oklahoma Notre and, Dame. Uh, yeah, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. exactly. Yeah, those guys will be able to get their traction back. You know, but for the most part, it seemed like we just set up for tomorrow. We're just getting ready for NFL kickoff. This is where we're at. So, what's the game of the week this week? NFL-wise? Oh, that's a tough one, man. I, I got to go to the schedule. <laughs> the NFL game of the week, the NFL game of the week is Thursday. <laughs> They're right. They're what the, we can't do it. That was the one I was going to choose, but <laughs> I, I think the one, but, I think yeah, the one that's going to get a lot of attention, though, the one that's going to get a lot of attention is Minnesota and Tennessee, and we see what Minnesota is going to, uh, how much they're going to be able to bounce back from not having their quarterback, and I don't know if Sam Bradford is going to play at all. I know he's not going to start, but yeah, he makes yeah. the minutes. And Tennessee, I'm telling you, Tennessee is going to shock some people. Tennessee is going to hurt some people's feelings with that run game. Yeah, I agree. I, I like uh, the Tampa Bay uh, and Tampa coming Bay to the Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. That's a big game. <laughs> and New England That's... and Arizona. You know, is uh, Jimmy Garoppolo going to be able to, uh, to carry uh, Tom Brady's uh, lunch pail for a few games? You know, that <laughs> – that Tampa Bay Atlanta game is huge, especially for Atlanta. You know because a- after after this game here, I think they go to uh, I think there's New Orleans on a Monday night. Oh, you know, right? They they gotta go. No, no, I take that back. I take that back. They go out to Oakland next week. They go out to Oakland right. next week to play first, and then they have to turn around and go to New Orleans on a Monday night. And then they come home and play Carolina at home and then have to go on the road to go play at Denver and then at Seattle and come back and face the Packers. They're looking at over six if they don't win that game tomorrow. That's a serious game for them. Man, can you imagine the sports talk if they lose tomorrow? And say stink it up. And you got to remember too, Tampa beat them three straight times. They swept them last right. year. So you know they, they their confidence is through the roof coming in here tomorrow. Oh yeah. You know that's going to be something serious. You know so that's a if there ever is a must-win game in Week One, Atlanta has it tomorrow against Tampa Bay. Tomorrow. Yes. Yes. Right. That is serious because they could. They could easily go out to Oakland and get beat. And then we all know that the Mercedes Superdome is not nice to them on Monday nights. 
So they're going to have to face that, you know, and then come back home and face Carolina. I mean, even though they did beat them at home last year, they did beat them here, but they got to face them, you know, and go ahead. Oh, I was about to tell you, Brian, I want to say this. Football season officially starts tomorrow. And when the game's all on, because uh, everybody who has the package, I think it's free tomorrow for everybody, right? Yeah, it's free tomorrow. I'll flip it back and forth. Man, it, it's, just a, it's that time of year again, man. And so uh, when you're watching these games, man, you got to ask yourself and think, man, what – will be the outcome of all these games man, that we just talk about with all the pressure of them and who will come out victorious in some of these pressure pack games, especially like uh, the New England-Arizona game, like Papa just said. Uh, Oakland at New Orleans. That's oh, a big yeah. opening. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, you can't really tell who could be good or bad from 1-0 and 0-1 teams. But from your visuals, you can see what kind of season it'll be. So I'm definitely looking forward to tomorrow, especially after the four o'clock games. You're exactly right. The Giants and the, the Giants and the Cowboys, um, the Rams in San Francisco on Mon- uh, Monday night. That is going to be a big game because you know the whole thing with Colin Kaepernick and. And then the Rams are, by, are back in uh, in L.A. There's going to be a lot of attention on that game. I'll be watching time. Hey, I'm glad you mentioned that. We're going we're gonna to take a break right quick, though. On the other side of the break, I want to know the over and under how many cameras is going to be on Kaepernick, just like Neil just said. 646-787-1840. That's the telephone number. When we come back, man, we'll talk some more NFL. And we got some fine questions. Somebody got fine questions for us today. We're going to find out who it is. Stand up for your boys, man. It's sports officials. Sportsofficials.com. Coca-Cola Life. Great Coca-Cola taste. Sweetened with cane sugar and stevia leaf extract. And 35% fewer calories. Enjoy. A Coca Cola life today.
for the money, yes sir, two for the show A couple of years ago, on Headland and the low What's the start? Something good Where me and my nigga rode the martyr Through the hood, just trying to find that hook up Now every day we looked up at the ceiling Watching ceiling fans go round Trying to catch that feeling off instrumental Had my pencil, and plus my paper We caught the 86 lots on your head At two decades writing rhymes Trying to find our spot off in that light Light up in that spot, knowing that we can rock, doing the hole in the wall club. <laughs> this shit here must stop. Like breeze, we making the crowd yeah. move, but we uh, not making no cheese and that ain't no no. A one, two, dope niggas in the Cadillac, they call us. Went from plague ball to ball, putting the up on the map. It's like little rock to banging, niggas say motherfuck that plaguing. They paying, we saying legging vocals, no cows done. Made it with them big boys up in this industry, outcast. Yeah, them niggas they making big noise, over a million sold to this day. Niggas they taking like they '96, gonna be that year that all y'all play. I guess they just invite me around this you, yo, my man, your cousin, too. Rolling down the strip on the road. Coming up, slamming that leg, yo. Me and you, yo, my man, your cousin, too. Rolling down the strip on the road. Coming up, slamming that leg, yo. Back in the day when I was younger, hunger, looking to fill me belly with that rallies, bullshit, bullshit, off like it was supposed to be pulled, full of the tick I was, stone like them white boys, smoking them white girls before them blunts got croaked, chunky asses, passes getting sold like Hail Marys, and they looking like Halle Berry, so, so fine, intertwined, but we ain't sipping wine, we just chilling, I'm the rabbit villain, and I'm so high, smoking freely, me Lil B, Rick Moan and Shook, and my little brother, James, things changed in the hood where I live at, them rats know, Mama, I want to sing, but mama, I want to trick, trick. And mama, I'm sucking dicks now. We moving on up in the world like elevators. Me and the crew, we pimps like 82. Me and you like Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this, East Point, and we gone. Me and you, yo, mama, and your cousin, the two. Rolling down the strip on both. Coming up, slamming that like yo. Me and you, yo, mama, and your Got stopped at the mall the other day. Heard a call from the other way that I just came from. Some nigga was saying something. Talking about, hey man, something. you remember me from school? No, not really, but he kept smiling like a clown. Facial expression looking silly, and he kept asking me, what kind of car you drive? I know you paid. I know y'all got boo with posts from all them songs that y'all done made. And I replied that I've been going through the same thing that he has. True, I got more fans than the average man, but not enough loot to last me. To the end of the week, I live by the beat like you live check to check. If you don't move your feet, then I don't eat, so we like neck to neck. Yes, we done come a long way like them slim ass cigarettes from Virginia. This ain't gonna stop, so we just gonna continue. Me and you, yo mama and your cousin too. Rolling down the strip on the road. Coming up, slamming that like yo. Me and you, yo mama and your cousin too. Rolling down the strip on the road. Coming up, slamming that like yo. And you, your mama and your cousin, the two, rolling down the strip on the road, coming up, slamming cat like no. Me and you, your mama and your cousin, the two, rolling down the strip on the road, coming up, slamming cat like no. Coming up, slinging Cadillac Doze. Man, 
646 is the telephone number. Listen to the Sports Official. That's Mike T, the big and leg, Nitty Neal, your boy T. Nick. Here talking uh, the weekend review in sports and, of course, what's coming up uh, today and tomorrow. Just listen to Elevators, uh, me and you, by the great outcast. And that was for you, Mike T. We'll wake you up a little bit. Because we got Neil the first time. We got you this time. So we'll pop one in for the beginning leg the next time around. You know, but that last verse, Andre 3000, was probably one of the best verses I've heard in a long, long time. I mean, he painted a vivid picture about telling that man, too, I got enough fans and average man. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't know if you like ask me. To the end of the week, I live, but I'm like, you live check to check. Don't move your feet and I don't eat because we like that tonight. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Everybody living that to this day. That's the truth, man. It's like a, it's like a uh, transcendent verse that everybody can feel. Everybody uh, who any who this outcast, if you're not an outcast fan, you're like, dang, that was called. It opened some eyes to a lot of folks who just think because you're on TV or you got a record, you got big money. You know, right. you got a lot to do with those contracts. You know, those contracts, with that language saying that in those contracts, is going to tell you what type of money you're going to have. You know, and I just thought that was one of those greatest verses, you know, of all time, man. And it was so great that he just closed the song out. You know, Big didn't even have another verse after that. You know, he after after somebody say something like that, it's like, hey, we just we're gonna end it on that note, you know, and be and, right. and be done with it. And, so, and not only that, though, like like uh, one of our partners in the SODR said, uh, I, I don't know about that, but he said he's the greatest duet rapper of all time. Man, that was one of the funniest things I ever heard. You gotta see who's doing right now. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> there was an argument about great rappers, okay, and and folks was going back and forth, and then somebody brought up Andre Three Thousand, and my man said he's the greatest duet rapper of all rapper of all time. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> gotta see me a face. He might be the only duet rapper. <laughs> you said that. But I don't think they would do that rappers. Rappers don't do do that. Singers don't do that. Partner, they know your leader. 
And, 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 and this is this is this is what alarmed me. He's like, oh, he's like off of the line. Oh, he got them hard. He's like, come on, bro. I was like, oh man, that that that, that was deep right there. Hey, he went in. Like, uh, they woke up. He went in right. or even talking right. off the line coach. You know, and talking that offensive line coach to get into them. The you know, so that was talking about that was the expression on his face when he said it. You know, he was so serious. Yeah. He was dead that, serious. Man, it, it really, it, he felt embarrassed, man. <laughs> really, that's what it was. And he just, he let it all online. And that's why I think he's probably, be, he'll be probably one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL once it's all said and once his career is all said and done because of how he takes his actions. I mean, he didn't let his – he didn't just go in the locker room and just sit there and listen to, you know, Jimbo talk. He did the talking. Then I was at. And they and they the, the best – he said they were the best wide receivers and they had the best runner back in the league. Not college, but in the league. That man said in the league. He <laughs> forgot he was back in college. Running back in the league. Right. He forgot he was back in college. Ain't on your level, bro. <laughs> Never, ever. But that speaks volumes to what type of leader he is, that Jimbo would let him go ahead and speak. Because if you if you watch uh, uh, the tape, folks would still come in the locker room. You know, so he was talking before the coach even talked. You know, and like you said, Neil, he would be a senior right now. You know, he would be a senior right now. So all those guys know him. You know, the majority of them do. You know, even the ones right. who don't know him, the ones who are freshmen, they know of him. And maybe nine times out of ten, they're there because he was there with Florida State on TV. You know, and they was watching that. And that made them want to go there. You know, so you're right. They, they know of him. You probably passed out crab cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Forward now. <laughs> oh man! Let me speak. I want to ask you a question. What do you think about this uh, New York Mets signing Tim Tebow to a minor league oh. contract, knowing that he still got obligations to fulfill uh, uh, on TV? Uh, even though their, their general manager kept trying to say it's not a marketing ploy, keep repeating it's not a marketing ploy. It's a marketing ploy. You know, uh, anytime that you can get your name in the paper, and especially since you're not playing as well as everybody thought you would be playing at this time of the year, um, uh, when you were in the World Series last year, now you you got to struggle to even make the second wild card. Anything that can bring bring attention to your um, to your organization and kind of away from the field is uh, going to going to help you further down the line. But the fact of the matter is, Tim Tebow is 31 years old. At the best, he could hope for making the majors two, three years down the line. Three years is the best he could hope for, in my opinion. And um, that would make him a 34-year-old rookie. Um, And even at that time, he would have to to dedicate 100% of his time and effort into being a baseball player. You can't do both. So that's just a marketing choice, publicity, um, put a few extra seats in the – a few extra butts in the seats, for minor league games, uh, but other than that, and you might even get a little bit more attention. You may get a few of your minor league games on ESPN. 
just to see if people are going to watch Tim Tebow try to play baseball. Uh, but it's it's all marketing. It's all marketing because Tim Tebow is not a viable solution for anything playing baseball other than publicity. Well, my thing is, uh, what with the Tebow thing, maybe they can do something as far as getting their brand expanded a little further south. I think that's why they why they got this guy. I mean, think about it right now. Who's the best college football player of all time? It could be Tebow. It could be Tebow. And it could be Tebow. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, isn't the Mets training camp down here down in Florida? Winter Haven. Winter Haven. Yeah. Winter Haven, Florida. Right outside of Orlando. Yeah, all right, outside of the O. So it kind of makes sense, you know, all, all tie in. So, so when the training camp comes back around next year, man, it's gonna be it's gonna all eyes on the mess. It'll take off a lot of pressure. Uh, but what was the what's the picture, man? Who had a bad year? But supposed to have had a good year. Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey. Everybody's on Matt Harvey. So, and you know, Jacob Degrom and uh, uh Johan Cespedes. Even if they don't make the playoffs, it'd be kind of a, a blow softener. So I'm with you, Paul. This is all the marketing. That guy can't play baseball. He has a below average arm in the outfield. Can't play in the infield at all. Can't he had a below average arm on the football field. <laughs> exactly. But uh, he has power to play. But uh, it's not a good breaking ball hitter, and that's all the uh, baseball is. Breaking balls and fastballs. Yeah, so I think you have a hard time with that he will make a double A for it at, at his highest. That would be his highest move. But uh, we're going to move on from that, man. Uh what I want to talk about real quick, I know you guys are not big fight fans, but it's a big fight tonight. I mean, a big fight. Not on pay-per-view, but it can balance the way boxing is looked at from here on out tonight. Gennady Golovkin, Chucky Golovkin, is fighting welterweight turned middleweight, who's the welterweight champion, by the way, Kill Brook. Now, what I'm now about to say is, Gennady Golovkin had 32 straight knockouts. Kill Brook is an undefeated welterweight champion who jumped up to take this fight. If Kill Brook can last 12 rounds and and lose, he'll be a star. If Kell Brook could find a way to win this fight, he will be a star. Now, if you pay attention to boxing and what's been happening over the last couple uh, couple of months, it's been a lot of up and down, interesting uh, power moves, if you will, 
in a lot of divisions. Canelo, Duck, and Triple G. Andre Ward finally getting a fight with Sergey Kovalov. Oh, if you know Sergey Kovalov is, he, he has like 30 something like I was in the world as well. And all these guys are finally undefeated. I, I, I mean, about to fight each other. And they're undefeated, excuse me. And our division in welterweight, middleweight, and light heavyweight have big, big fights coming up. And it's drawing a lot of interest again. Uh, with uh, Conor McGregor uh, fighting over his last over UFC, UFC doesn't have a big star that's going to fight for a while, especially with uh, Barnes Jones and Cormier out. So boxing is primed to take over the combat sport again. So uh, this fight tonight will be huge for the sport. And like I said, I'm going to say it one more time. To get getting worried and pop. If Kelbrook finds a way to win tonight, he could be the biggest name in the sport after tonight. Oh, I, I don't doubt that for a moment. But the one thing that, that that Neil says is he's exactly right. But I think that boxing is now starting to take take a page out of the UFC playbook. They can't have these these guys fighting all these cupcakes anymore. If you want people to pay attention to boxing like they pay attention to UFC now. The, the top fighters are going to have to fight the top fighters. And there's no getting around that because for a lot, for over the past couple of years, people have been saying that, and it's been probably true that boxing has been taking a seat to a back seat to UFC because the UFC, the champion, always fights the number one contender. There are no cupcakes fights for the champion anymore. Not in UFC, and there never has been. So uh, boxing is taking that playbook and say, okay, in order for us to survive and flourish and even to catch up and overtake the UFC, we're going to have to do the same thing. The top fighters are going to have to fight the top fighters. We have to make big fights month after month after month in order for us to compete with UFC. Agreed. But uh, like I said, uh, there's a the guy, man, even Floyd Mayweather says, that a lot of people are ducking who I think well, what I can say, could be the best uh, fighter in the sport. Uh, my favorite boxer, Keith One Time Herman, who's the welterweight champion right now, I think he's the best fighter in the sport. But a lot of people think, I'm going to say it here, Earl Spence Jr. A lot of people think this guy is the next future superstar of the sport. I mean, no Mayweather level type fighter. And uh, if he can keep his momentum, and if he can get guys in the ring with him, to the degree to fight him, he has a chance, man, to be not good, but not great, but really great. Especially how the stars are rising up for him. Everybody be on the lookout for Earl Spence. I find it a little ironic that, that of all people talking about ducking people, uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. has something to say about ducking somebody. So that's just my opinion. Well, uh, well, yeah. That's true. But, uh, I, I know how you feel about Mayweather, man. I think he's a great fighter of all time. But uh, that's either there, here or there. But Earl Spence is a guy who has power with tremendous boxing ability. 
So a lot of people don't want to get in the ring with this guy because of his power and how he can box you and finish you for 12 rounds. I mean, it's not what Floyd does because Floyd was just a, a tremendous boxer with, with, with uh, impeccable defense. And that's not a Earl Spence style. Uh, but his right hand uh, is with impeccable defense against a bunch of bombs. Oh, see, now you're going too far. But jabroni. I, I let the first one slip. Now, let's take it to another level, man. Now we got to talk about this. Oh, we can talk about it because it, the, the, his oh, fact, the fact of the matter is, is that Floyd Mayweather's greatest talent was fighting people past their prime and, in the, and then fighting a bunch of jabronis. So uh, I Floyd Mayweather would not have survived in the 80s against Leonard Duran Hearns and, and uh, uh, okay, Hagler. Man, uh, Hagler, yeah. Hagler, yeah. The first time he, he tried to stand in that slow world, he got his ass beat. Oh, he did. Wow. Because I think Floyd probably was a youngster watching that fight. He's like, hmm, do I want to stand in there and fight like like like, like Sugar Ray did the first time? Or do I want to be Sugar Ray the second time, use my impeccable athleticism, punch this dude twice and move and don't let him hit me? By the end of the fight, I didn't hit him a hundred times and hit me one time. Just like the sport dictates, man. Just like, just like the name oh, of he it. Was, he was a champion, and he was one of the best fighters in the world at the time. As a matter of fact, he was one of the best fighters in the world um, in the division, in three or four divisions. He didn't duck anybody. Floyd, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard didn't duck anybody. He fought Durant. He fought Hearns. He fought Hagler. Um, and he didn't wait till they were too old to fight for him to do it. And that's my problem with Floyd Mayweather. He did that with Pacquiao. Everybody else he fought in their, he in their prime. He did that with Shane Mosley. He did that with Oscar De La Hoya. Uh, he did Mosley that with... Uh, huh? Shane Mosley didn't want to fight him until late. Please. He fought Cotillo in his prime. He fought uh, Marquez in his prime. He even fought Madonna in his prime. I mean, uh, a lot of these fighters he fought in his prime, man. Even uh, uh, Ricky Hatton. Ricky Hatton, Ricky Hatton was a punching bag. Uh, I mean, yeah, he was for, for Floyd. Right now, he's only looking for Floyd, and that's Canelo. And he's been dropping everybody ever since since he's fought Floyd. Everybody he's fought since Floyd has ate the canvas. Everybody. You know, I, I would I would give him I would give him Canelo Alvarez. Canelo Alvarez is a good fighter, and and Floyd did beat him. Um, but man, I, I I can't I can't respect Floyd, man. I'm sorry, I can't. I mean, the brashness, or is it the guy in the ring? Which which one you can't respect? I, I what I can't respect is the fact that he ducked the great fighters, except for maybe Alvarez. He didn't. He didn't fight Shane Mosley when he should have fought Shane Mosley. He didn't fight Oscar De La Hoya when he should have fought Oscar De La Hoya. And he waited five years to fight Pacquiao when he should have fought him. 
Well, I can't respect that. But the thing, okay, what if there were circumstances in between those fights? It's kind of like Canelo Duck and Triple uh, G right now. You know, they want to build it up here. They they want to build the fan hype there. Bob Airman, the money here. Al Heyman, well, the money there. I mean, what about know, all that, the, the behind-the-scenes? That has, more, that's, that's, a lot of times, that has yeah. more to do with the promoter than the boxer. But since Floyd Mayweather was promoting himself, he had the final say. He had the first and final say. Bob Airman, that's, that's, that's why. Yeah, no, yeah, he he had say over the venue and 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 the amount of money in the split of the purse. That's what they would have to say. You gonna get this guy his proper dough? He's not gonna fight. He's like HBO tried to get this guy to sign a five million dollar deal when he first saw Diego Corrales. He turned it down and said, "I'm going independent. You know, I'm gonna start promoting myself." And it paid off for him. Now dude worth five hundred million. He he probably would just be at the end not talking about the the ass end of that deal of a five million dollar HBO deal that would probably last them ten years. Well you now know guys, a five million dollar yeah, a five million dollar deal is an insult to Floyd Mayweather simply because of his drawing power. So I don't blame him for not taking that. I I don't I don't I don't fault him for that at all. I I just think what the guy's done in the sport is all time great. And I think he's the all time greatest at doing it. I mean, the name of the game uh, not to get hit and hit. He fought Cotto in his prime. A Cotto was still a Cotto's a punching bag. Cotto was a champion, a Hall of Fame champion. I I Cotto was not a Hall of Fame boxer. Cotto is a Hall of Fame boxer. Please do your own I I'm gonna disagree with that. But my, we keep talking about the greatest of all time. Um, I, I think that the great fighters fight the great fighters. Now it's not. I, I will say this for Floyd Mayweather: it's not his fault that there weren't a number of great fighters in his era. There were a lot of really good fighters, but there weren't any great fighters in his era. But my problem was him that even with the really good fighters, he ducked them, and had he fought. Oscar De La, if he had fought Oscar De La Hoya two years before he did, Oscar would have beat him. I, and I honestly believe that. Same thing would have yeah. too. And oh, if he man. had fought, if he had fought Pacquiao five years earlier, as he should have, he made Pacquiao wait five years. But this is and my thing. That, um, that really Marquez, well, I mean, what's the difference between him and Floyd? I mean, and Floyd shut out. Mar- I mean, he almost killed Marquez, and Marquez dropped Pacquiao with one punch. Yeah, he did. I can't can't deny that. Well, you know, we, if, I, dude, if I if you put if you put Floyd Mayweather Floyd Mayweather in the ring, Sugar Ray Leonard, both in their prime, who wins that fight? I think Floyd wins. <laughs> nah, my plug. I mean, he, he wouldn't. He wouldn't get six. He would hit the six. Sugar Ray Leonard would have knocked him out. The six round Floyd Mayweather. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, he got, this is the greatest yeah, defensive the, the, of, of, of the of the four he great fighters at the at the top of that list. The only person I would have given Floyd Mayweather a shot at beating would have been Roberto Duran because Roberto Duran was kind of predictable. He's going to move straight forward. Uh, he's not going to. 
be as patient. The only thing that Floyd Mayweather would have done that, that might have affected uh, Floyd Mayweather is that uh, uh, Duran went really, really hard to the body, which is which what a lot of boxers should have done against um, uh, Mayweather, but didn't. Everybody, you know, everybody, tried that everybody tried to rush Floyd and bully him, try to beat him up to the body, Trying to rush the pressure, trying to throw thousands of punches, man, to, to get him out of a rhythm, but it never worked. Everybody says, "Well, when my, when yeah, my that, and that's why he that's why he would have lost the uh, he would have lost the fight. Oh, you got a pressure puncher fighter who's gonna get all in your face? I mean, he would have lost. Same thing with Oh, he got this young fool. Everybody he touches in the jaw goes down. He's the hardest puncher in the division. He even moved up in weight and still the hardest puncher in the division. He's the hardest puncher, pound for pound, in the world today. But guess what? He couldn't get for it down. He couldn't even hurt him. Couldn't even hit him. I mean, so I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't see what would make Sugar Ray uh, any more different than any of these guys, man. To even knock him, you Sugar just Ray, knock him out. I, I, I could see him hitting him. Much faster trouble, let alone knock him out. Leonard Jr. had faster hands. He was a harder puncher. And he had Angelo Dundee, um, who would have devised a better game plan, and he absolutely would have went to the body on Floyd Mayweather like he went to the body on Thomas Hearn. And you saw how that turned out. Get to Floyd's body. You got to get to the body to hit it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sugar Ray Ray Leonard would have knocked him out. Thomas Hearn would have definitely knocked him out. And he wouldn't even want to get in the ring with uh, Marvin Hagler. So, I, I don't know. I mean, but we can argue about this all guys. Got one thing that not Floyd brother not doesn't a have. I I tell you what time it is. Time for break. Six four six. The money team. Seven eight seven one eight four zero. When we come back on the other side of break, man, I promise you, we're going straight to our five. <laughs> We're going straight to our five, man. So stay on the field with your boys, man. It's <laughs> a sports official. <laughs> Money. I keep my composure 
When all sorts of thoughts fall for exposure Released in veins and the brains increase When I let off, make a wish to blow the smoke off My piece unloaded, unfolding The rhymes are exploding, and the mic That I'm holding is golden, callers cut the wide Caught fire like a fuse, gunpowder And the slightest bruise is a friction The outcome is there, so listen Here's the brief description, a boom The flame, the smoke, ashes, and dust to dust Contact is compact when I bust MCs are now in a massacre A disaster, a massive fashion A beast to death, to a pulp, to a camp Speakers ain't saying nothing, not a vulgar thump. As I'm looking, I stand like brick builders in Brooklyn. Then the days it took, then had it struck that could produce the whole core. Keep a touch of the mic when you're holding yours, huffing and puffing and slobbing and drooling. Nothing's pumping, who do you think you're fooling? Tommy Tucker, the neighborhood sucker. What you ought to do is pick up a tempo. From what I've been so hard not to bite, but you can't prevent, so you start to kidnap. I watch the kid rap, when he get off, you know he shouldn't have did that. Minor, old timer, weak rhymer, saying minor. You won't be inclined to go, so yo, maybe later you're gonna be. But for now, you're almost one of me. Not an image of imitation, taken from origination, made by chasing in a little erasure. So perform, if you still ain't born, maybe after a road by the host with the most, it's a musical massacre. Never tired, don't even try, keep quiet. Like a storm, you can rain, but a riot remains a gang power, just like the tower inferno. The beat's gonna burn, so this is kept. You better watch the step. Volunteers won't prepare and get. You're out of the flame, preheat the temperature change. Anywhere within the range of Celsius. Fahrenheit on the mic, Mike Melsius. Burn soon as a Celsius torch is scorching. Mike piping hot, steaming, who's scheming? Now you're not. James Brown must have been dusted, disgusted. Now we can't be trusted. It's born with fluid. Static can cause explosion. In fact, impact closing. In time was up, so I release the time bomb. Beat, give me a heat stroke, but I rhyme calm. Pull out the tools. Sometimes I want to break fools. But I was cool, like one of the chamber. Let's play a game of rhyme and roulette. And put me up to your brain to name a rhyme about your clout. One mistake. You're out. If it's a demonstration, it can't be the same show. Maybe you're too fly somewhere over the rainbow. Courage, heart, and brains, you need rhymes. Turn on your mic, snap your fingers, three times be gone. Or the story won't end the same. And you'll feel the flame. Your potion was weak. Make another antidote. What's the science? Why can't you quote? Elements from musical intelligence, rhymes are development. No development. Now that settles the gold manufacture. A master me after a blast of a master that has to make musical massacre. Get on the mic. That was the great Eric B. and Rock Kim on the cut. 1988. That's how long ago that came out, man. It's been a while, man. That's almost what's going on. Almost 
Wentz is your starter now. Remember, when Sam Bradford was still on the roster, Carson Wentz was going to be inactive for the first game. Now, you right. were inactive, now he's the starter. And you're going to have to ride that kid uh, through a 16-game NFL season. They are going to struggle at quarterback. <laughs> so, um, now Carson Wentz may be a good NFL quarterback down, down the line, but he's going to struggle this year. So I'm going to say Philadelphia. Wow. Man, what if the Browns uh, get their first and second pick of the draft? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, 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 well, I hope they pick right. Let's see, uh, right. I'm with, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope they pick right. Well, I'm going to go with – I'm just going out on a limb on this one. But I think the Falcons, man. Ooh. And Matty Ice. And the reason why I say that is so much pressure here in Atlanta for Matty Ice to, to 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 do what he's supposed to do. And if he don't do it this year, I think they're just going to plummet hard, man. So I'm going to go with uh, uh, the Falcons on that. Now, going from the worst, I'm going with the first. So, hey, now who do you think is going to be in your NFL Final Four? TV. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I think. Carolina will be there in the end. I think their opponent in an NFC Championship game will be the Green Bay Packers. And on the other side, I think the 
Pittsburgh Steelers will be there, as well as the Denver Broncos. I think those are the final four. Broncos, Steelers, Panthers, Packers. Okay. Nilly Neal? I think it's going to be the same as last year. I think it's going to be Panthers and the Seahawks. And it's going to be the Broncos and the Patriots. Okay. All right. The big intellect. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with Neil on the Broncos and the Patriots. But in the uh, NFC, I have um, – I'm going to go out on a limb and surprise and say Arizona and Carolina. Mm. <laughs> hey, I, I can I believe it. Say, I had, hey, I had the same one over there on the uh, NFC, Carolina and the Cars. I, I, I kind of think uh, Carson might, might pull one out of his behind and, and get him there. But on my NFC, AFC side – I got the Pats, and I got to go with my silver and black Raiders, man. If if we can if we can win the division, I think we could we could we can be in quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. <laughs> hey, I just think, hey, I, hey, I know I'm homering on that one, but I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking we can at least. I'm not saying we gonna win the, the the AFC championship. I'm just saying we get there. That's all. So yeah, good all right. <laughs> hey, um, on my number, on my what's this number? Three or number four? Three. Number, number three. Number three, yeah. Number three, I got this question. All right, after seeing the first week of college football, and we've seen a lot of football last week, who do you think is the front runner for the Heisman right now? If I had to give it today, I would give it to running back Nick Chubb out of the University yeah. of Georgia. Hands down. Yeah. Nilly Neal? Oh, I definitely give it a chub rock. And uh from actually being there watching it, man, uh he kept falling forward, man, four yards, seven yards, ten yards, twelve yards. He only had one big run. And the rest of them were grinding it out, busting them in the mile runs. I think he's a high going right now. All right, uh big intellect. I'll have to go with Lamar Jackson from uh Louisville. That man is putting up some video game type numbers yesterday. Last yeah. night he was like over over four hundred yards passing, over one hundred fifty yards rushing, and he did the same yeah. thing in game one. So um, right mm. off the top, where we are right now, it has to be Lamar Jackson from Louisville. Yeah, I, I can't I can't disagree with that, but I'm a, I'm gonna pull one out your behind, and he playing with probably the best the best running back in the in the league. And that's uh and Frank uh Francois out of Florida State, man. He uh I think he took a lot of a lot of pressure off uh um Dalvin Cook and, and I think if if they have a really, really good season, you know, if they don't take too many losses this year, I think he can end up being the housing for um for Florida State. So all right, now it's going to my fourth question. I kinda had this question for a long for a good little while. I know the Olympics are done. But if you have four years to train for one event in the Olympics and medal, what event would that be? T. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Boy, yeah. you got four years to train. You got four years to train for one event. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I 
you know, you you, you kind of wanna you wanna pick a, a um, track and field event, but man, you just pop a hammy or something and or fall down or trip, and it all just goes away. So if I had a chance to train for four years to try to mail in an event, I'm gonna do something where I got a chance. And I'm gonna say volleyball. <laughs> which one? You got hey, hold on. Which one? Which one? Uh, I'm going. Uh, you got indoor and outdoor. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to uh, outdoor. I'm going to the sand. Me and my homeboy. Me and me. <laughs> I'm gonna just set it. You spike it. Hey, hey, the US team, man. They had a dude on the inside volleyball team, man. This dude was like six eight. I'm talking about smacking it. It was crazy. It was, but you know, and I only say that because you get to play some rounds and get a chance to actually get in the medal round. You know, you can lose a race. You know, in track and field, man, and you done. In the instant. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, you done. Right, n- 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 <laughs> train for an event. Try to meddle in. And I got four <laughs> years to, to work on it. That's right. easy for me. And golf. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Raising golf every day. I'm getting paid for this, right? <laughs> Four years, hey, all I got to do is they have a bad day and I'm good. <laughs> right. All That's right. All. all right. The, the big intellect. Um, back in my uh, Olympic days or, you know, when I could even think about playing in an Olympic event, it, it would it would be the 400 meters. That was when I, when wow. I ran in high school. Man, I loved running the 400. The only, the only problem I had with running the 400 uh, when I was in high school was I had to run three other events. So by the time I got to the 400, I was a little offended. But um, if I had to constantly, if I was, you know, in my 20s or even my early 30s, and I had to concentrate on one event for four years, so I had to 400 meters with tennis being a close second. Wow, wow. I didn't expect a track one to pull, come out of that one. Man, you must have been serious, big intellect. Well, I, 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 I'm kind. I broke fifty. I broke fifty seconds a couple of times. Wow, wow! So it's been the Usain Bolt out there. <laughs> big, big, big six eight gone. Big six eight gone. All right, mine. I, I, I guess I guess me and T Nick should be on the same beach volleyball team because I had to fight for four years. Four years is the easiest sport. You always in the sun. You got four years to train for it. You always on the beach. I think beach volleyball, you know, and probably water polo would have been a a, a close second. You know, well, me, you, me you can play. We'll let you go play golf then. I'd have been the been the striker and the blocker. That's it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, my fifth question, man. This is this. You know, y'all know it's this one out the blue. If they could remake any movie and make it better than what it originally was, what movie would you want to see remade? Damn. I don't. I don't. 
Like all the classics, man, they're classics because of what they are. You right. know, but but you making the really, movie better than what it what it originally was. I, I would really like to see uh, Scarface remake. And wow. say, and saying that and saying that. I hate, I hate, I hate that Tony shot my boy, man. I mean, didn't even listen to him, ain't talk to him, just seen his sister and Poppy, you know. So I would like for him to have that conversation first <laughs> before he Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> At least some kind of compassion. <laughs> At least talk to him, you know. She on the way out. Shoot, Millie, Neil. You say Neil? She not for you, man. <laughs> oh man, nearly nil. Oh man, tough for me. It's a good question, but I would definitely love to see one of my favorite movies of all time remade, The Program. Oh. I would want to see remade. Oh. <laughs> With the Shapiro's of the world, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, uh, how uh, the Heisman Trophy quarterback race is now, and all the hype the kids get by with uh, with social media involved and and the internet. I would love to see how it will be today. Didn't they have to lay down the street? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Disney. Yeah. Disney had to take that one out because they was in the middle. They was in the middle of the street. Yeah. Just laying there, man. Oh wow. Oh, Big intellect. <laughs> um, this is actually kind of a no-brainer for me. I would like to remake The Godfather Three because the the first two movies were epic. You know, just mm. awesome. Top five of all time. The Godfather Three was horrible. And they need to really go back and rethink that entire concept, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so if I if I wanted a movie remade, it would have been The Godfather Three, with Blue Chip wow. a close second. Oh, Blue Chip, hey, and 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 that was the movie I was going. I'm going with was Blue Chip. That's Chips. that was the movie I was going with, man. But just like what Neil said, but on a different just a different look at it, basketball wise, I would I would say Blue Chips, man. It would have been pretty. Pretty awesome. At least two. At least we know two of those guys in that film made it to the NBA. So, you know, blue chip. That's a good movie, man. I, I like that movie. You know, my man Nick Nolte. He, he played. He played a pretty good part. You know what I'm saying? He played a good, good part. When uh, he was all I like that one. I like. I like when the French walked in there. Wasn't that the French that walked into his office? No, that wasn't a friend. That was his name. He, nah. looked, he, he looked like a friend. Yeah. But he right. walked in there and said he needed, uh, what, 30000 You know, they told him, son, get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Take my uniform off. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is wrong with these kids? <laughs> he got that 30000 And, and, nah, and he, he got that 32. <laughs> hey, and I'll probably have Samuel playing the coach. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was good. That was funny. That was... <laughs> Guys, we got uh, two minutes for the wrap up. Big intellect. A couple of upset alerts for me. Look out for Central Michigan against uh, Oklahoma State. And um, 
yeah, and also look out for Vatek over Tennessee. Those are my upsets mm-hmm. for today. Okay. Billy Bill? Big fight tonight, man. I've been talking about it earlier today. Charles Oh, that's Damn. Gennady Triple G Godalkin versus K.O. Brook. That's the biggest fight of the year so far. And it's free. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's okay. up. Right. Mike too. Hey, man, you know, this, this is the day before the storm. So all you fellas out there, go cut your grass, do whatever you got to do, because tomorrow is action. Football, NFL football is back. Be prepared. I'm going to follow up with this Mikey said. I'm about to go do wifey time. Anything she want to do today, we're going to do it all day. And tomorrow, you're going to let me be. <laughs> let me be. You know what I'm saying? Just let me be great. Let the boy be. <laughs> don't ask me for nothing. I, I, you don't need no paper towels, no nothing. <laughs> <laughs>